55 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, Carol. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to it. They are who we thought they were. And we let about the I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks in The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. What's up? How y'all are on a Tuesday? I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents, competitive rates, fast service, friendly service. That's what you get at Farm Bureau. Check them out online at favrates.com. Find an agent near you. Uh, you can be a part of the show. I think you're going to want to be. Lots of different ways for you to do that, including on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment, your Kubota dealer. The oldest Kubota dealer in the United States of America. It means they've been doing it better, longer than anyone else. DiviniEquipment.com. Check them out. All right, so here's a phone number. Give me a call. 601-995-1059. Got it? 601-995-1059. Of course, the text line is open to you as well. 885-ESPN. 885-ESPN. Or 885-3776. Either way, that'll get your text in here. You just might read it on the air. Thanks for that. And you can tweet me at Radio Wyatt. At Radio Wyatt. Um, people who are watching online right now on Periscope via Twitter... Also, uh, the folks watching on Facebook, Bobby and Dorothy, hello to you guys. Thanks for commenting. Feel free to comment. I'll do a better job of keeping my eyes on uh, Facebook today as well. Randy, hello to you. Uh, on Twitter, Chris says uh, he saw me pour a cup of coffee here, Roger. And he says, do you take your coffee black or do you use cream and or sugar? That's I drink black, it black, I believe. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I drink it black just like it is. I don't like that other stuff in it because to me, then it's not really coffee and I put all that other stuff in there. You know what I mean? It's a latte. And it's, uh, right, it's, I'm trying my best to turn it into like hot chocolate. And I put enough cream and enough sugar in there. If you want hot chocolate. Have you chocolate, ever done that with coffee? Put a thing of that hot chocolate mix in there? In coffee? Yeah. No, I haven't. Is it good? Well, think about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, you're right. I'm going to try that today. Throw them life hack things. <laughs> it's a life hack. You got one of them little, uh, what I call them, a little boat motor. Mixer, stick that uh, down in there and froth it up a little bit. Yeah. Roger, I'll tell you this. The, the more I hang out around you, I'm starting to learn that you 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 are keen on a lot of life hacks. There's a whole bunch of life hacks I think that if I just hang around you long enough, you've figured out. Figure out the easiest way to do everything. <laughs> well, that's good or bad. I almost spit my coffee out on that one. <laughs> that's really what this is about. We're just looking for the easiest. <laughs> looking for a spit take. The path of least resistance regarding everything. That's really what we're looking for. <laughs> if I had a theme song, it would be this. 
That would be. Is that the Pink Panther? Hey, you got it on one note. I got it. The Pink Panther, man. Oh, what great movies, too, with Peter Sellers. Oh, yeah. I love the scene in that one Pink Panthers movie where, uh, you know, he's out on the street. And this guy is out here like he's pretending he's a blind man. He's got a monkey. You know, and Peter Sellers, Inspector Clouseau, asks him (laughs) if he has a license or a permit for that monkey. But the way he says it with his accent is minky. <laughs> Do, you <laughs> Do you have the proper license for your minky? And he goes, <laughs> the guy, the blind guy goes, my what? <laughs> your minky. <laughs> and as it turns out, the man was not blind nor homeless. In fact, he was just basically trying to distract the police while the bank was being robbed right behind them. <laughs> so it's, you got to go watch all those. All well, right. My favorite one of those. Okay, you, you brought it up. Yeah, is, let me hear it. Okay. He goes up to a guy with a dog. Does your dog bad? <laughs> no, my dog is not bad. <laughs> so he reaches out and pets the dog and it bit him. <laughs> you said your dog did not bad. <laughs> that is not my dog. <laughs> right. Yes. This is not my dog. <laughs> this is not my dog. <laughs> Uh, this is great stuff, man. There's there's so many. Oh, one and and I got one. Rednecks more. doing French accents. <laughs> this what this That's is. That's the new name of the show, right? Record this. This is two guys from one from Alabama, one from Mississippi, doing their French accents impersonating the Pink Panther movies. <laughs> Roger, this is my favorite. He has totally fouled up this whole thing. Okay, the bank robbery, he didn't catch him. He totally right. messed it all up. And, you know, the, uh, the the main guy who turns out to be the bad guy because he goes completely nuts. I can't remember. His boss at the force, the, the police force, the agency. Uh, you know who I'm talking about if I could think of his name. Anyway. The commissioner. <laughs> the commissioner, yes. Calls in Inspector Clouseau on the carpet, and he's basically suspending him. And he's letting him have it. He's giving him what for, telling him how stupid he is. And they're standing there nose to nose. And he says, you are indefinitely suspended from the force. He goes, do you have anything to say for yourself? And Clouseau thought for a minute. And he said, uh, could you lend me 50 francs? <laughs> <laughs> All right. There it is. That's our um, walk. <laughs> That's our impression. Mine and Roger's impression. I'm a, I'm a little bit late. Yeah, well, you know, whatever. <laughs> thank you. We do the, th- thank you. We do the best we can. All right, listen, we got to get a couple of things straight here, okay? We need to get some stuff straight, and it has nothing to do with the Pink Panther. I have three things that I need to get off my chest. All right, two of them are sports-related. One is not. Two of them that are sports-related are not necessarily something that happened to me. The one that is not is something that happened to me. Now, the show Family Guy, Peter Griffin, Brian the dog, Stewie the baby, y'all know that show, Family Guy. He used to have this segment he called um, on television. They put him on TV to do, here's what really grinds my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? What really grind? thank you, Peter, what really grinds my gears. 
So I don't know where to start. Maybe, Roger, you'll have to suggest it. Maybe somebody listening will say, hey, you ought to do this one first. I, you know, I don't know. You know what really grinds my gears? Things that grind my gears, okay, that have happened recently. One that happened this morning to me, to and from dropping my daughter off at school. The other two are news stories. So somebody, anybody can suggest to me where I ought to start here. If nobody does, I'll just take it. But Roger, okay, number one. There was an issue in a football game the other day. This time there was video of this incident. The same thing happened at the end of halftime between Mississippi State and Kentucky in Starkville. Video surfaced of an altercation between a kicker on the Sam Houston State football team and somebody representing the band for whoever the other team was. Because they're both trying to get on the field at the same time to practice, and one performing, one practicing, and they wind up pushing and shoving, okay? Because they don't, they apparently can't obey the rules of when and how you're supposed to come out and warm up, not until the band's finished. That's one thing I want to go over. Another thing I want to go over is this idea in the Big 12 of the hand signal that Texas fans do, the horns signal, however they do it. I don't know. They do some, you know, however they do the horn signal. And you know, Roger, it came up a few weeks ago how... The hook'em horns. The hook'em horns, yes. Yeah. And it came up a few weeks ago how some people were doing the horns down whenever you beat them, or it's it's like a dig on Texas, you do the horns down. And Texas has made such a big stink about it in the Big 12, apparently, that... There was this controversy over whether or not they were officials were going to like flag you for on the field for doing the horns down signal and all this, and now it's come up again because they're about to play Oklahoma. So I got some thoughts on that. I could see where that might be unsportsmanlike. Okay. If it's if it's a known issue. Okay. When, once you've made your feelings known, that is all right. The third thing, and, and I'm going to hit on it. You didn't ask me though, did you? No, I got ten minutes to do all three. The third thing is crazy drivers, parents, crazy parent drivers who can't get out of bed on time in the morning, apparently, to make it to school on time, they think to drop their little ones off. So they drive like maniacs around all the other parents with their kids in the cars and school buses because they think it's okay for them to do that. Just drive like a maniac because you think you're a little late because you can't get your butt out of the house in time in the morning. All right, so where should I start, Roger? You tell me. I like a little road rage. Okay, so we're going to start with the road rage. Good. That's fine. Good. Because as you can (laughs) take road rage for a thousand, please. Because as you can tell, It's still a little bit of a sore subject. I live in Tupelo. This is not exclusive to Tupelo. I have a feeling this kind of thing goes on everywhere. Let me take a sip of my coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany. Let me clear my throat. Now, parents, listen up. Let's start with this idea. Listen to me. I don't care who you are or... What you drive, or what you do for a living, or what you make, 
I don't care how important you think it is that little Johnny or little Susie of yours get into school on time to keep the perfect, you know, tardiness record, whatever it is, whatever it is. I don't care what it is. None of that gives you the right to simply because you are late or you think so, or because you didn't wake up on time. You stayed up a little late the night before, therefore you overslept a little bit this morning. And you left the house just a little later than maybe you wanted to. To drive like an absolute maniac in town from one red light to the next on the streets that everybody else is using to get their kids to school. Sure, you may have multiple children. You got to drop people off at different schools. Well, listen, you have two choices and that's it. One, get up and leave on time. Or two, be late. But one of your options is not to drive like an idiot and speed and whip in and out of traffic and play hopscotch to try to get in front of a school bus or whatever it is and, and potentially put everybody else at risk. To potentially maybe cause a wreck. Maybe whip around one car because you think you got to drive so fast and, and yeah, you think it's your right to do so. Maybe someone's walking and you don't see them and you clip them. Now what? I just think it's a good time to remind, based on what I saw this morning in my hometown on the way to school, it's a good time to remind everybody that selfishness is a really bad look, okay? And it causes a lot of trouble, a lot of issues in every area of life, especially behind the wheel. But to put it a little more bluntly, you're the grown-up, you're the adult. If you can't wake up and get your fanny out of your house on time to be able to drive the speed limit and obey the traffic laws to get to school on time, then little Johnny or little Susie will just have to be late. I always wonder if they're really in danger of being late or if that's just some people's normal way of acting and driving. Well, and maybe it is, but here's the thing. Like TPD needs to you've do got stupid to stupid tax collector. You've got to, as a parent, understand that, that like on these roads that lead into the school and around there, you're not the only one with children trying to get them to school. <laughs> and these the number one priority for you and everybody else is and should be the safety of those kids. You simply don't have the right to be that big of an idiot. To think that you can fly around through traffic and speed it on up and drive like a maniac. There is nothing short of someone is in your car bleeding to death and you're on the way to the hospital. Short of that, there is nothing that gives you the right to do that and put everybody else at risk. So whether it's my school and my child and those roads in my town or yours, please understand, you can't do that. You simply can't do that. That's one thing that grinds my gears. Now, does 
Nobody ride the school bus anymore. That that's when it all got to be problematic there around the, most of those schools. Yeah. You don't need a parking lot to, you know, to handle all that traffic. You know, if they just ride sure. the school bus, little sure. Johnny can get on there. You know, and then there Learn are little socialization skills along the way. That's right. Well, and there are some days I understand that even kids who ride the bus, like for instance, there's one particular extracurricular activity that my daughter's involved with in the second grade at her school that two mornings a week it requires her to get there extra early. She has mm-hmm. to be there early. So even if she rode the bus, those two days we'd have to figure something else out because the bus won't get her there in time for that. Does that make sense? Yeah, I wasn't really trying to come down. Yeah. But it did well, no, create, just, it did create right. unforeseen consequences. We, you know, everybody started dropping the kids off. Yeah. You know, and the, and I will say that the schools in, in my hometown do a great job of making it very clear. Here's how we're going to do it if you drop off and pick up. Here's how it will work, and they, they operate it very smoothly. It's just these idiot parents, man. I mean, it's just amazing to me that people can be that just Looney Tunes and be raising kids. I guess I, come back to the lack of enforcement. I, I could go through a school zone every morning to come to work, and, you know, it's, it's not bad. You just go 20 miles an hour for a little while, but if you speed up through there, it's generally the same people going every day. Mm-hmm. And the police will put a ticket on you like you won't believe. Yeah. Roger, when I was a small kid, I, you know, this would have been about second or third grade. So when I was about my daughter's age, uh, my dad was dropping me off at school one day. <clears throat> And what they would do is they'd drop us off, and then we'd have this long little walk, you know, down a um, a sidewalk and under an awning, and it would probably stretch for, I don't know, 25, 30 yards from the road where we're dropped off up to the front doors of the school. We'd have a nice little walk as a kid. And he'd drop us off, you'd walk up, and the cars would keep moving. <laughs> and it bothered my dad greatly that some people would drop their kid off, open the door, let them out, and then sit there and watch them until they walked that 35 yards or so into the school. <laughs> I bet it did. So it, this woman was in front of us one day, and she did that. She opened the door, kid gets out, he starts walking, and she just sits and watches. She can watch him take every step. Well, my dad beeped her. Didn't honk at her. He goes, beep, beep. Grizzly mom. <laughs> he beeped her right in front of everybody. Beep, beep. <laughs> She looks in the rearview mirror as if to say, who is this honking at me? And my dad motions with his hand and, and kind of goes, go on. <laughs> was your dad a preacher now? He was. Yes, he was. <laughs> Re- Roger? She, normal people after all. She put her car in park, opened the door, got out, walks back to our car. Tick, 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 tick. As she gets close to the car, we had an old two-door uh Pontiac Grand Prix, 1978 model. Mm. And and it, so you still had to roll the window down as opposed to hitting a button, you know? My dad grabs the uh, roller and rolled it down about an inch and a half. <laughs> a, little, <laughs> a little crack in the top of the window. She yells into the car something about, does he not give a rip if his child gets into the school safely or not? And he says... I'm going to work. I don't get to go home and sit on my fanny and watch Price is Right and eat ice cream all day. Ooh. <laughs> but all the men out there secretly applauding. 
I'm talking, you talk about huffing and puffing and stomping back to her car and slam the door shut. And she sat there, still sat there, was not going to move until that kid got into school for sure. And then just to make a point, you know, dad lets me out and I'm not even out of the car good and he's taking off. <laughs> See ya. Gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> he sure did. He rolled that window down about that far. We only got through one. Oh, me. That's good. Yeah, and listen, who was this? Um, we're going to come back to the whole Texas horns down thing and why in the world people are so upset about that. But unnamed texter on the text line says people don't have the morals they used to. Parents now think the bus is only for poor white people and African Americans. Sad. I don't know about that. I and I don't know. I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that. That's you know the bus is what. Yeah, the bus is a great option. I used to ride the bus. I guess some gotten some fights on buses, <laughs> but had yeah. some good memories on buses too. A lot more fights off the bus. Yeah, that's exactly right. Right. That's exactly. That was the time. Right well, there. it's hard to fight. And when you're not strapped in, this bus going down the road about 40 miles an hour. <laughs> you're bouncing around. It's an extreme disadvantage for both. No doubt. All right, I'm going to get to your text. A whole bunch coming in, tweets, and that kind of thing. What about, uh, it's it's basically just an attitude. It's They're doing their best not to make this horns down gesture thing into a big deal. But it is a big enough deal that Oklahoma coach has had to address it in his press conference ahead of the game. We're going to take a look at that next. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. And another thing. <laughs> well, not so fast, man. we got to pick up where we left off somehow. You can be a part of the show. Hit me up on the uh, Divinity Equipment phone, 995-1059. It's a i got a lot number. of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mr. Costanza. Got a lot of problems with you people, and now you're going to hear about it. Yeah, no, that just happened this morning. I see some mom in a big you know it's a big vehicle that's neither here nor there it doesn't matter you know it's local you see the tag you know supporting the local high school appreciate that but then just whipping around through traffic playing hopscotch driving like an absolute mad person with a car full of kids you know taking one to the school that we were going to <clears throat> and then hightailing it out of there just driving crazy and I don't care what you have going on in your life, and I don't care how late for work you are or whatever it is. You just do not have the right to put other people in danger, especially around the school. And if I see it again, if I can get in front of you, I'm going to get in front of you, and I'm going to slow the sucker down. After I drive, drop mine off, I'm going to slow the sucker down. I may put it in park and get out and have a conversation. I've had enough of it. All right. Um, Round up the usual suspects. Yeah, that's exactly right. Something's got to be done. No. <laughs> Kidding. You know, you see those NASCAR tags. It's either somebody got it because it matched the color of the car, or they're going to be a little speedy. <laughs> Somebody's looking. They, they're they're for, not going to let you over. <laughs> they're going to live vicariously 
through their uh, mid-sized sedan is basically what you're saying. Yep. Restrictor plate and all. Okay. <laughs> they don't make Ford Tauruses without restrictor plates. You hear me? <laughs> For I a reason. The, I need to get that off that <laughs> golf cart. <laughs> all right. Um, <clears throat> here's Here it is. All right. So on the text line, I brought up the uh, – the horns down thing with Texas. Somebody even commented on Facebook and said, well, I mean, what is this? Is this a joke? Because that was a long time ago. No, this is a new thing. This is something that just popped up. True Maroon on the text line says, we live in a time where people are too soft. It's a hand gesture. They aren't giving the middle finger. I say stop being crybabies. And then he says, hashtag fins down. All right, so here's the latest on it, though. You have Texas, Oklahoma this week. Texas versus Oklahoma. Now, earlier, maybe I'm a little already tweaked on this Texas thing because Jake Wimberly put it on Twitter yesterday. Let me see if I can find it here for you. And I had to chime in as well because I thought this is great. This is just great. See, what I'm doing is I'm about to give you some context. If you're not aware, I'm going to give you a little context. This is the Texas Longhorns mindset. 99% of their people, not just their fans. This is their mindset. Texas Takeover on Twitter. Jake Wimberly put this out there yesterday, and that's the way I saw it. Texas Takeover on Twitter said this. Jalen Hurts is a smug, arrogant clown. Now, there's, and there's more. And they're saying this about Jalen Hurts because in an interview, they said, how do you think you're going to handle this Texas-Oklahoma atmosphere on Saturday. He goes, ah, well, you know, I played in the Iron Bowl, so I think I'll be okay. Alabama-Auburn. Now, you and I know the deal with the Alabama-Auburn game. Iron Bowl. We know about that. He's played in Baton Rouge against uh, LSU. He's played in national championship games for Alabama. Right? SEC championship game in Atlanta. He's been in all that. So that's what he said. Well, I played in the Iron Bowl, so I think I'll be okay. Texas Takeover tweets this. Jalen Hurts is a smug, arrogant clown. When asked about Texas OU, he said, quote, I played in the Iron Bowl. I think I'll be just fine. And then they say, what a joke. Texas, Oklahoma, and Michigan, Ohio State have the most ranked versus ranked matchups in college football history. Iron Bowl doesn't come close. Jalen in for a rude awakening. (laughs) I mean... It's such, it's the most Texas take ever, and it's laughable. <laughs> okay, it's laughable. They play it in the old Cotton Bowl Stadium. It's outdoors. It's not that big. Okay, it ain't a big deal. The atmosphere is not a big deal. And that's what Jalen Hurts was talking about. But Texas, they have people who cannot fathom of the idea that, frankly, in the last. Five years that Jalen Hurts has been in college especially, but really over the last 10 to 12 years, the most intense in-stadium atmosphere you can go to in college football is the Alabama-Auburn game. He's right. Oh, but Texas. Oh, he's a jerk. How could he? He has no idea what he's in for. Yeah, he does. Okay. (laughs) He'll be fine. So there's that. So on the heels of that. Well, when they can play pairs. Right. (laughs) On the heels of that, Roger, Lincoln Riley, the Oklahoma coach, had to answer and 
a question this week about the horns down symbol, hand gesture. He was asked yesterday how he would address the issue with his team for Saturday's Red River showdown between Oklahoma and Texas at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. He simply said, quote, our players won't do it. Well, to that, I would ask, why not? Well, the reason it's probably smart for Lincoln Riley to tell his players just don't do it is because the Big 12 as a conference, its officials have had to talk about figuring out how and when to call that a penalty. A hand gesture. Penalty. Because it's Texas. (laughs) The gesture turning the Longhorns' hook'em horns upside down became a hot topic before last season's Texas OU matchup in the Big 12 championship game after Riley said that he'd been told by officials that the Sooners couldn't do it or they'd be penalized. Remember that? Right, that was last year. It's brought back up this year. Greg Burks, the Big 12 coordinator of football officials, said at Media Days back in July that a player likely would not be called for a penalty if he just quickly did it after scoring a touchdown. But prolonged displays or those directed at the other team uh, would be called a touchdown. Okay, well, we can maybe get on board with that, right? We can get on board. Excessive celebration. Excessive celebration, sure. Yeah, okay. If I run over in front of the Texas bench and go, horns down, (laughs) (laughs) then, okay, I get a penalty. But otherwise... It's a big deal. but this, And then I'm coming to your text, but I just want to read you this. I'm going to give you the insight to the Texas mentality. West Virginia had two players, 15-yard penalties for putting the horns down. They did it toward fans. Two penalties last November, horns down, hand signal. Controversy became a league issue in 2012 when Texas coach Mac Brown addressed it after a Texas versus Texas Tech game, and he said, the horns down is disrespectful. We ought to talk about that as a league. A hand gesture, disrespectful, because we do horns up when they're doing horns down. My solution is, here's an idea, Texas, at your stadium and maybe over at the Cotton Bowl, too. Put in a safe space for anybody who gets their feelings hurt by the horns down hand gesture. They can go hang out in the safe space and maybe feel better. Maybe in the safe space, they can watch past Texas football games. Vince Young. Take some dilly gaff. Maybe they can, you know, smoke a doobie with Ricky Williams. They'll feel better. Because, my goodness, the hands, the horns down gesture is just awful disrespectful. And in the Big 12, probably shouldn't do it, right? We better talk to the league about it. Kiss my grits. It's the most Texas pile of crap you will ever step in. So I guess castrating a bull, that would be over the top. <laughs> oh, your text's coming up next. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. 
Rolling along with you in the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau. Go with the home team and staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. Right, the text line. Louvier says, really? Unsportsmanlike because you have let your feelings be known? Here's what we all think of your delicate feelings, Texas Longhorns. Horns down forever! (laughs) And whistle loudly. Yeah, I love it. Horns down forever. Uh, A1 Dog says, uh, let's see, is this, uh, I don't know what that, let me see here. Oh, this is about driving recklessly in the mornings around everybody trying to drop their kids off at school. Um. So A1 Dog says, with everything inside of me, I can't stand when someone is driving an updated slash new car, and rather than using the Bluetooth, they're holding the phone in one hand and skeeting down the road, even in residential areas where kids play, and would get mad if you did it around their kids. Yep. Mm-hmm. The rules don't apply to me. That's a very dangerous and pervasive attitude. I just don't know what's so important on the phone. Right. Yes, and I did uh, unnamed texture in regards to, you know, the the bus. It's true. There's a lot of parents, a lot of people think, oh, that's only for the poor kids, you know. And you're right. So there are some people think they're too good for that. Um, in regards to that, somebody's listening in the state of Washington says, you need to be here and drive between Tacoma and Seattle one day. I bet. Instead of... Confronting someone, the mailman in Jackson says, just report the tag number to local police. If I see it again with that same vehicle again, I'm going to do it. I'm reporting that vehicle to uh, that tag number to local police. It's just ridiculous. It seemed like that with all the more and more people getting these dash cams, that that kind of thing yeah. would go go down, or at least the reporting of it would go up. Yeah, and then, you know, like I want to pull my phone out and video it, but then I'm kind of being a hypocrite, aren't I? Well, that's why you need a dedicated yeah. dash cam. Right. Right. Um, True Maroon says, crying over a hand gesture, but no problem calling someone names makes sense if you don't think about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Texas, crying over a hand gesture. Wait a minute. Maybe we can solve your other problem with this problem. Maybe hand gestures are the answer yeah. to this to the speeding motorist. To the <laughs> Let's try that first. Is that what Do the hook them horns down. See what happens. You <laughs> See if you could trigger them. Hey, um, if you new horns up for a more, uh, you know, agitated response. Right. If you lived in a world that made sense, then this texture has it. This texture says, if you can get penalized for horns down, the same should go for horns up. Horns up. Uh, That, that is a very good point, man. if, If you do that, if you do horns up at the other team or their sideline or their player, Penalty, because it's no that, different than doing it at them. Horns. That's just genius. Down. However you do it. Must be an attorney. Mm. Went right to the heart of it. Right. Hey, speaking of attorneys, my friend Charlie Winfield on Facebook said, "The problem with Texas is they still think they are Texas." <laughs> <laughs> that's I good. love it. And then uh, an unnamed texter says, come on, Texas, it's not like a player hiked its leg up and acted like he's peeing in your end zone. Hashtag Egg Bowl. <laughs> yeah, Texas, hey. you had not seen Disrespectful yet. Were they like that rich white guy character in uh, Caddyshack? 
Oh yeah, uh, Judge Judge Smales. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. Immediately hits it into the woods <laughs> with a slice. That's the way that goes. Uh, here's the other thing that I brought up to you earlier, and again, this is something that it is totally and absolutely avoidable. This should never happen, and the only way this does happen is if somebody is out of line. It happened at the end of halftime when Mississippi State was hosting Kentucky a few weeks ago in Starkville, and it apparently has happened again. Sam Houston State playing somebody. I'm looking through here, and I don't know who they were playing against. I can't figure this out. The other team's band. <clears throat> Let's see. Or maybe it's his own band. Heck, I don't know. All right. Let me see if I can get you the details. A video posted online Saturday. Sam Houston State kicker Connor Crow shoved an associate band director from Stephen F. Austin off the field during halftime. All right, so get them confused. It's Sam Houston versus Stephen F. Stephen F.'s band is on the field performing at halftime. They have a time limit. They know it. They have a certain time limit within the halftime, the 15 minutes, whatever it is, that they're supposed to be off the field. They know it. But the kicker comes out there early, starts kicking the football. Both schools issued a statement saying they could have handled it differently. But listen, Stephen F. Austin, uh, Lumberjack Marching Band was still performing. According to the AD, the shaky video apparently taken from somebody in the stand. It shows Crow, the kicker, setting up his tee within uh, the five-yard line and starting to practice within feet of a band member still twirling her flag. Before he could kick it again, associate band director Chris Katz ran out onto the field in his suit and snatched the tee up off the ground. The football went rolling. Now, the kicker didn't act like a madman, but he did just kind of maneuver him off the field and gave him a little shove and then kind of turned away to continue practicing his kicks. Band still on the field. So, here is the deal. Before the game, before every game, period, end of story, do this. Do it. <clears throat> don't debate it. Don't talk about it. Don't come up with excuses. Before the game, every game, the band knows when they are to be off the field and the football team, the kickers who always come out first, they know when they are not to be on the field. Coaches, if your kicker is out here before this mark, you know, one minute left in, in, in the halftime period, if your kicker is out on the field before this time, you get a penalty to start the second half. It's that simple. I don't care who you are, as, as, a, as a president, as a commissioner, as a conference, we don't want band members and football players fighting for the same real estate while the halftime show's going on. Give it a time limit. If the band, you must be off the field by this mark. Cut your song short. Players are coming out. Tell them what time it is. Draw that line, not in the sand, put it in concrete. The band is to be off the field by this mark, and the football team may not be on the field before that mark. If either of those stray... 
we're penalizing you one way or the other. We'll figure out what the ban penalty is. I don't know how you penalize a ban. I don't know. Figure it out. You know. But on the football side, kickers and teams and coaches, if the band is performing at halftime, you don't come out on the field and start kicking the ball around them and, dist- and upset, you know, ruining their halftime performance. They work hard, too. They've been told us what they're going to do. They're out there when they're supposed to be. Kentucky's people did the same thing. They come out. They're kicking a the ball around and over the heads from one end to the other and all around. They're in the middle of the band formation as they're marching, making sure they don't get hit, one of the band members. Can't do that. And if you're a coach, put the rule in. It's this simple. Put the rule in. If your team goes out before they're supposed to and fouls up in the vicinity, the band march, 15-yard penalty to start the second half. Now, what do y'all think about that? Hit me up and let me know. All right, here we go. Chicken Hawk on the Divinity Equipment phone. What's up, Chicken Hawk? Good to hear from you. Hey, hey, brother, Hail State. What's been up, a, Hail been State? Been a while, man. It, this, this few times it got me all screwed up trying to get a hold of you and stuff. But, but look at here. Oh, yeah, I think that's a good deal what you just got through saying. But I'm that hand signaling and all. See, I, I lived out in Texas, worked out in Texas. My uncle owned some drilling rigs back when I was younger. And, and, you know, you go all the way across Texas, they got these things, don't mess with Texas, don't mess with Texas. Mm. Well, and all this that I'm fixing to tell you, you know, because they think they're bigger and better, and, you know, and they still claim, well, we really not part of the United States. We never did sign back in, all this kind of crap. But I love that part about the uh, little snowflake room, you know, for the <laughs> hey, children, you know. Give them a safe space. If they're offended by a hand yeah. gesture, they can go cool off in there, you know. Isn't that what it's for? But, but look. When I run in California, though, now, just like I said, this before I got saved, just before Jesus and stuff, I was pretty rowdy. Uh, I'd get out there, man, and these folks, you know how many times I was told I was number one between Mississippi, California, and <laughs> back? I bet. <laughs> I bet a few. Hey, brother, I, I, I was the number one fan in the land a bunch of times. I <laughs> but, uh, you know, Hook them down. That's what I say. That's and right. look at here. You know how how bad I I, I love messing with them children from the school up north, and you know they just can't get that direction. They put their little safe spaces up there at the stadium, up there at Fort Stadium. If you notice mm. this year, they got they got them some little safe spaces. The problem up there is though, the, hey, and, and, and I hate to cut you off, Chicken Hawk. Listen so, up. You know, I hate next to, year. Hang on. I hate to cut you off. The music started, but this is what I was going to say. The problem is. If you're going to build a quote unquote safe space, it really ought to be safe. That ought to be one of the prerequisites, and I'm not sure those up there are. Chicken Hawk. Need a safe space for bully. <laughs> good point, yeah. Good point, wherever you go. Chicken Hawk, thanks for the call. Always good to hear yeah. your voice. And you really are number one, not facetiously. You really are number one. Thank you, buddy. Hey, you know what? See, see ya. Chicken Hawk, out. Hour two coming up. Special guest coming into the studio. Y'all stick around.